Hey there. Welcome to the final episode of Career Retrospectives for the year 2023. I am joined by my two incredible, super awesome, super califragilisticexpialidocious, good friends, Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys? Yo. Yeah. What's going so on? We're, we're back here once again. We're going to do our final, as I mentioned from the top right now, our last episode of Career Retrospectives of the Year. And the title of this podcast suggests we are talking about the best albums, our top five best albums of 2023. We, we did our worst ones last week, but now we're talking about the best ones that we think are the best ones this year, personally, in our own ranking. So, all right. It's all come down to this, guys. We've had a hell of a year, so let's get into it, shall we? Kyle, talk to me. All right, I'll kick it off. So, I don't know oh, if I God. mentioned last week on stream how many albums or EPs or just releases in general I listened to this year. As of today, that number was 53 new releases. Whoa. That is now on average over one a week. This year was a needless to say it's my New Year's resolution next year to cut that down a bit and only stick to releases <laughs> of bands that I really want to hear. This year I listened to a lot of mid-tier bands and like things like that. So when I was looking through my list, a lot of it is just mid-tier nonsense, even from bands that I generally like. Uh so as I said last week. Not the best year all around for music, but there were a handful of releases that really stuck out to me. Uh, I'm going to start with some honorable mentions that didn't quite make the list. Uh, Blink-182, really like theirs. I know Mike put down his worst, but as a Blink fan, longtime Blink fan, loved it. Nice return to form for them. Uh, the Used actually impressed me with their latest album. Uh, very front-loaded. The back end of it's not the best, but uh, the songs that are great are really good. They've been following this weird trend of doing like good album, mediocre album. So that's that's uh, they're on good upswing now. And then one that barely missed, just missed the top five. Death Clocks, Death Album Four. <laughs> that is the best. Really on the heavier spectrum of metal, best album I've heard in quite a while. Only thing I dragged it down was the ending of it. Had about three songs in a row that was like, they don't really stack up to the other songs on it that were just insane hits from, uh, from like the first, I think it's like seven tracks of the album are just insane. So with that said, I'll get into my top five. At number five, we got Story of the Years, uh, Tear Me to Pieces. Now, if you told me that uh, Story of the Year would crack my top five in the year 2023, uh, I would have doubted it. But uh, this year... They really came through with this one. It actually sounds very reminiscent of their older work. I mean, songs like Tear Me to Pieces of the title track is stuck in my head really since the album came out earlier in the year. It came out, uh, I think, March. So that's literally all year. It'll randomly get stuck in my head. Has songs like 2005 is a great nostalgic track, as well as just a bunch of other like huge hits on here. There's not a bad song on this. Really great if you're into like that uh, old emo style from like, the early 2000s. Really impressed with this one. Then we get to number four. This one we talked about on stream. And actually another big surprise for me this year was Post Malone's Austin. This is one, again, didn't expect him to have uh, an album hitting my top five this year. Mainly because his album before this, I thought was pretty bad. Uh, 12 carat or 24 carat toothache whatever it was didn't care for that one 
at all outside of maybe one or two tracks. This one hits again front to back. Loved this one. Had so many just straight tens on it. Songwriter uh, vibe for most of it. And then he had like the 80s style synths thrown in there. Really impressed. I had some of my favorite songs of the year on it. I would love to see if he continues with this going forward. Uh, then we'll get to number three. Another one we talked about here. Uh, asking Alexandria is where do we go from here? Uh, answer that question for them, hopefully, is only up from this point. After two pretty lackluster albums, this one was, in a way, a return to form while also not being like uh it's not your traditional metalcore album that's for sure it is heavier than the other two again they need to work on their marketing uh, if you went into this thinking it was going to be heavy like they marketed it probably not going to enjoy it i know mike wasn't the biggest fan of it but if you like that just radio rock this will do the trick uh had some of i think their best choruses in quite a while uh, Danny's vocals on it really shine, especially that title track. It, it's really great. The songwriting is all there. The surprise breakdowns in some tracks really hit hard. This one, been listening to it since it came out. Come back to it very frequently. When we get to number two, also on the, uh, the metal side, Beartooth's new album, The Surface. This one is so good specifically the first half again that's another trend i've noticed this year is a lot of front-loaded albums not to say that the back half of this one is bad because it's not it's actually still really good it's just not as good i mean riptide was my number one most listened to song of the year uh still jam it uh, i've been jamming it since it was released as a single i want to say last year it was released as a single um been jamming that one i mean the first track uh, the title track actually the surface incredible i was alive very emotional this is their best record to date i mean this is from a songwriting perspective it's very well done from performance perspective his voice sounds great all the instruments is always on a bare tooth album very aggressive really well done but also on this one this is how a band should evolve instead of fully changing your sound out of nowhere and doing like complete 180, like let's say like one more light Lincoln park style or event sevenfolds new release or something like that. This is a step in a little bit more of a accessible pop. I don't want to say pop, but more radio friendly direction, but it's well done. It's not a total, all right, we're writing a radio rock album. It's still heavy. It still has the essence of what Beartooth is, but it's more happy and uplifting, whereas all their other releases were on the more dark side of subject matter. This is more uplifting, more like hopeful, and I really enjoyed that, especially coming from them. Uh, really an album that uh, I think a lot of people needed this year and <clears throat> really paid it off. And that'll bring me on to number one, which was very tough because i really thought Beartooth had this i really did but the more i thought about it and revisited it all-time lows latest album uh tell me i'm alive best one of the year 
Uh, it's one that I've come back to. It came out within the first couple months of the year, either February or March, I want to say. But it, uh, I've been the listening Metallica? to it. What? Mike, that Metallica album is one of those I talked about that's just middle of the road, mediocre <laughs> nonsense. Uh, but this yeah, one, yeah. It, it's so interesting that a band that's on their, I want to say this is their eighth, eighth album, something like that, eighth or ninth, one of those, either way, is releasing still such good quality music. A lot of the times, especially with these pop punk bands, when you get this far into their career, they really tend to fall off and you tend to only listen to their old stuff. All Time Low is not like that. They know how to evolve their sound while still maintaining the core of who they are. Yes, there's some like electro pop influence on this record. And it shows in a few tracks, uh, like New Religion featuring Teddy Swims, who we talked about a little bit on the Elenium album. That track is really good, though. Is it something that I would go out of my way to listen to normally had it not been on the album? No, but I'm glad it was. And there's, you know, your stereotypical pop punk tracks on here, like Kill Your Vibe, uh, Sound of Letting Go, things like that. But this one, very well done. Not as good as their previous record, uh, Wake Up Sunshine. But uh, album of the year, I've been coming back to it since the beginning of the year. We'll continue coming back to it. And uh, seeing these songs live this year just made them hit even harder. So it was hard to not give it to Beartooth, but pound for pound, it's just ever so slightly edged it out. All righty. You heard, you heard it here first, guys. That's Kyle's top five of the year, plus his honorable mentions. Uh, let's jump over to Mike. Very, and Metallica 72 seasons was definitely in there, man. I'm just kidding. What do you got? Yeah, no. no I, already put that. Yeah, I already put that on my worst list. I, there's no way it could be on both, but I mean, who knows? Well, I mean, I'm only, just kidding. You only listen to to nine albums this year yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding don't worry but yeah mike what do you got yeah so um now i wouldn't say my album my list is like the five best albums uh i mean it is but i don't necessarily call it the best like hey this one's number one and this one's number two but more so that there were some good albums out there that had some good tracks but just seems like uh the quality of consistency um elevated these albums to a higher level versus like saying that you know there isn't another album i could that i haven't had a chance to listen to that might be thrown them but for what i was able to listen to and and got into and the consistency consistency is the key word here um you know now honorable mentions like we had talked about um uh post malone's album that actually grew on me later after uh kind of you know, going off and listening to other music, I kind of returned to some tracks. I even was request or uh, requested, um, suggested a song as I listened to another song um, from Post Malone's album. Like it just kind of shuffled in on uh, Google Music. And I was actually, um, you know, I was a little shocked to find that I really enjoyed some of the songs more than I remember. So I, I put it on this list of like um, music that surprised me and, and makes me want to hear more later. And hopefully it's, it continues in the same direction. Um, another album I wanted to mention was a band called In Flames. I actually talked with Kyle about this and how I didn't like 
their new album, but I actually changed my hmm. mind on that really? as well. I know I'm actually, I'm actually surprised about that, Kyle, because I actually went back and listened to a lot of the songs and I was able to really hone in on some of the 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 melodies and the riffs on that album that um really kind of impressed me uh as well so like um it it, it missed the mark with consistency because it had some lower yes. um you know valleys that just didn't kind of come back up but it was it had like uh some strong tracks on it so i'm like hoping that they continue on um and then uh, i will mention that elenium album that actual that album actually like had some real strong tracks for me some str- mm-hmm. strong enough to make me go wow like um, I could I could take six, seven tracks off of that and say, hey, I really enjoy listening to these and then take the other half and throw it all out. But uh, I really hope that they go continue on in a certain direction for the future. So, um, yeah. yeah, so we'll start right at number before, five. Right before oh, you, yeah, go ahead. I just want to say about the In Flames album. That one, and that's exactly why for me it's in like the three to 3.5 section yeah. for me is the good songs on it are really good mm. but it lacks that consistency where yes it'll have one really good song and then the next song I'm just like this is a questionable choice like you could have just left this one off entirely and it would have been better off for it um i think i was just hoping for a little more from it it was just kind of yeah, one of those no, releases I mean, that from a band that normally i would enjoy more mm. it just kind of missed yeah. the mark for me this year and there was quite a few of those yeah and considering their last three albums before that were all like real like i mean some of their better work that they've done in their career you know like obviously sitting below their classics um but still like holding up the net of the idea that they're still continuing to be a fresh band um who kind of like um can offer some new stuff uh yeah it's definitely um you, you get certain kind of vibes from them uh when it comes to like their new approach to music so um yeah so kind of just like starting my list out at the bottom here uh queens of the stone age new times roman i'm sure uh kyle's just pleasantly uh you know happy to hear me put this on my list um it it just blend- yeah you knew you had to know so but it just kind of made the list it didn't exactly top it but it, it just made it so uh, it just kind of blended the style and the groove with that songwriting and that kind of I know it's the production that Kyle doesn't like, but it's the actual production that I like actually find very interesting and kind of um, it gives it a certain uh, quality to it. I just enjoyed the 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 uh, choruses on a bunch of the the songs. It, it definitely grew on me, uh, you know, gave, and, it, and it kind of put me into this place of like a very kind of uh, uh, just it brought me back in time, but it also kept me uh, in the present, you know, when it comes to music and, and how they, um, they write their songs and the, 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 um, you know, their influences, uh, you had some doors feel on there. You had some, some real, uh, um, you know, a little uh, punky uh, kind of like poppy kind of punk feel on some tracks, you know, um, from, you know, negative spaces, infections, funk and dance rhythms so the great chorus is head bopper like the paper machete or um what the people say you know once again that punk little uh, 80s kind of synth punk i don't know what you'd call it but um this this well, album had a lot Mike, of you got you got the the title the track name wrong on that it's oh, did what I? The people say people. Right? what the people say excuse me yes, excuse me yeah. thank you i appreciate you your about all your help. the creative puns 
that I yes. absolutely oh. loved on it. And that was definitely the most cringiest thing of that album and something I felt was just overdone and almost to a level of like someone sitting in a room who's like, hey, let me make up a bunch of like real close, you know, comparison words, song titles, and I'm just going to like have a blast with this. And to a level that just screamed like, hey, relax, like you don't have to do this so much that you almost lose the meaning of it and the and the and the cleverness of it. You're almost going revert. You're coming full circle back to like um, zero. So it's clever you when know. you do it once, maybe twice. Yeah, you do it right. for like half the songs. It loses its cleverness. Yeah. It gets cringe, and I, I totally agree with you. So uh, I would like that to go away, and I'm hoping it does because it wasn't there previously. But uh, yeah, so Queens of the Stone Age, New Time Roman, New Times Roman was for me. Just made the list, and it, it gives me hope for the future for Queens of the Stone Age and in that um, area. So then we come up to number four. This might be more of a bias, uh, historic. You know, like I have history with this band, but Reds rated R. Well, for me, was uh, um, just, you know, it, it it definitely captured a lot of the elements that I wanted to hear from Red. You know, being a band hailing from Tennessee, uh, you know, the Nashville, they come from a very musical area and you'd think country. But no, they, they kind of started out with like uh, some powerful musical beginnings. You know, they they had they went from, you know, touring with some of the best, you know, Grammy nominated rock act establishing themselves. And, uh, you know, this installment continues on with the symphonic orchestral, uh, you know, that integration of that kind of sound, which I really appreciate. A lot of fans were getting kind of like uh, nervous that they were kind of doing away with that. A lot of bands did away with that because there was a lot of work, you know, especially with the pandemic, you know, to to have a, symph a symphony and all these kinds of musical elements uh, where, you know, people were kind of like, oh, that's expensive. And we replaced it by a lot of uh, keyboards and stuff like that, which they do live. But they, you know, using real uh, recorded instruments is something I've always um, been a fan of. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, from the song Surrogates, when I'm, uh, I mean, you can feel the heaviness from this album. Your Devil is a Ghost has got some real emotional feel to it with some um, dips and, and, and rises in uh, musical uh, structure, you know, uh, you know, um, cadence you know just the whole uh uh um pacing of it it's a song that really gets stuck in your head um minus it all our time will come this was a return to heaviness and a memorable quality that just hits right and i appreciate red um you know doing what they do and i'm just so excited for the future and to see this band now this is this next one is a little bit of a uh a curveball um i i, I to the uh to the um detriment of my uh co-hosts here they've had to uh deal with my uh infatuation of uh of folk metal so uh, uh unfortunately and i say unfortunately for them uh i really uh begun to love this band Sauron, and uh they put out a new album this year called and this is i'm gonna butcher this so the entire hispanic communities i'm sure are gonna be gunning for my head but it's el pajaro phantasma which means the ghost bird i actually looked that up uh uh poor uh jt here uh, googling uh <laughs> albums is going to have himself a fun time with that but it's uh el pajaro phantasma it's their new album um I so think that's it jt <laughs> <laughs> sorry jt uh forgive him folks uh he knows not what he does uh p-a-j-a-r-o F-A-N-T-A-S-M-A, Phantasma. 
um, Pajaro, Phantasma, and then Saurom is S A U R O M. Uh, S A U S A A U R M. Okay. Um, anyway, freaking amazing metal album. Absolutely, uh, just brings the fire. I have been captivated by this band. They have some amazing sing along, feel good songs. Um, they've just ha- they've put them in the higher echelon of of songwriting and hailing from Spain, exclusively singing in Spanish. You would think, how does a, a someone enjoy music they don't know the lyrics to or like understand? But it makes no difference. It is uh, a quality album. Uh, it's just got so many different little elements to it, be it like um, bombshell choruses, uh, you know, little uh, poppy kind of punk rock riffs to like uh, sweeping kind of uh, melodies. It really is a true uh, testament to this band's ability to just uh, pump out song after song of quality. And I highly recommend anybody who is a fan of like um, folk music or just in general, like, um, you know, orchestra, orchestra music to just check this band out and give them a chance. Cause you'll find yourself tapping your, your foot or, or bopping your head to their music. Um, you know, it really takes uh, opening up your, uh, you know, your um, influence or your uh, diversity. So, yeah. And then we move on to number two on this list. Uh, definitely felt this was a strong uh, offering from this band. It brought me back to the old days, uh, Foo Fighters. And here we are. This was just great. I looked at a lot of top rock lists. This made it on most uh, top 10 rock lists. And I it just it just brought me back, man. It was just like. Here we are, and here we are, and uh, and they're just putting out music that literally I would think I was listening to back in like the early, you know, mid eighties, mid eighties, mid nineties to uh, you know the early two thousands. Like it just it was just nice to like hear uh, the Foo Fighters just kind of and uh, be doing what they do best, but then having some musical changes, keeping things fresh. You know, you had some kind of eighty uh, synth kind of like. Uh, groovy kind of tracks on there i think it was like the glass or um i think it might have been that song yeah uh uh also you know you had hearing voices great song such a has such a uh a mixture of different um uh layers to it uh you know and then you have your typical feel good kind of uh um foo fighter song um out from under you it just feels like monkey wrench almost like you know it felt so good to listen to this album it made me smile it was a touching tribute to uh, the late drummer, um, you know, who, you know, played with them and, you know, like literally that song rest. It was just, uh, you know, Hawkins is definitely smiling up there. Um, you know, it just, I love staying true to the old sound, but, and I've talked with them, my co-host about this, uh, blending the old with the new, blending uh, different speed songs, you know, paced songs, some fast, some slow. Learning how to blend all that together, where making your audience not bored. This is um what the best artists in the world do, and a lot of artists have failed to do this. Um, so yeah, and then we move on to my number one once again, folks. The folk metal has become a a uh, it's just a trend, man, or a a a, a direction for me. But Elvin King, I found this band by a uh, uh, a um, Elvin King reader of the ruins is the name of the album. Uh, I found this band by a I joined a group like a, a music group on Facebook and somebody had recommended me this album. Holy crap! 
this is a song this is an album that will get stuck in your head it is just uh the choruses the performances on this the the orchestral arrangements the um it's just a bombastic musical atom bomb man uh it really is i just love the you know the point the point that they don't overdo the folk stuff they do it and then they move on to like some hard rock and riffs like it's just nice to see a band who knows how to not try to like use a crutch that they understand that they are they're still musical artists they're not just trying to beat one uh horse to death you know so um it just integrates a lot of uh, musical elements. Um, it's just a shocker of an album for me. My first introduction to them, uh, I began to look back on some of their old music and was as well finding myself with a lot of new uh, meat to chew here. So I highly recommend um, this for folk metal fans. I highly recommend this for bands, people who like 80s rock um, or even just um, uh, melodic metal. Uh, Elvin King, Reader of the Ruins. This is number one, folks. And it really is a musical journey that um, like I was enjoy I enjoyed taking because of some nice suggestions, especially coming out in 2023. So, yeah, it's my list. You heard it here first, ladies and gents. That is Mike's List and Cosmos. I guess it finally comes down to me at our last episode of the year yes. of Career Perspective. So I only have one honorable mention, then I have my top five of the year uh, for me. Let me just get to my honorable mention really quick. So first and foremost, sticking with diversifying ourselves a little bit here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Big Time Rush. Yes, I'm saying this. <laughs> they out had like, an they, album so in 2023. They, they released an album called Another Life. And I actually, a brand of new material. And I, it was my, mind you, my listening of albums this year was very, very thin. So bear with me, everyone. But this was, I, I just, I did see them live. Bear with me, everyone. I know They're it's still really around. They are still around. Yes. They reunited in 2020 of all time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. So I saw Were them they in the Nickelodeon boy band. Yeah, they or, were. They were the Nickelodeon like Nickelodeon's response to the Jonas Brothers back in the day. Yeah, yes, they were, Kyle. I guess <laughs> they were. And I have to this this it's like thirty one minutes long, but it's it's like consistent pop song after consistent pop song. This is my honorable mention of the year. I had to shed some light on it because I feel like it, it got like no light when it came out. Like it didn't like debut on the Billboard two hundred or they just kind of put it out because they just it's their first album like literally since like two thousand eleven or two thousand twelve. So, but I had to shed some light on it because I thought it was a. Uh, I bopped to it. I vibed to it at the time, but that's, I just want to shed some light on that. Another life by big time rush. Yes. I said those words out loud somewhere. I'm going to be, I'm going to be like mocked after the show tonight, but that's besides the point though. Um, <laughs> so um, my number five that after big time rush. Yes. My number five of the year, actually the more I thought about it and the more I, the more I realized, you know, you're talking about, a, you're talking about a guy who's like, who's really evolved over time in the past, like by five, maybe 10 years, but, Cobb brought it up, believe it or not, but Post Malone's Austin. Posty mm. is, I actually, after we did our stream for, not Crocs, sorry, Austin. There we go. <laughs> uh, not Post Malone's Crocs. Uh, Post not Malone, sponsored. Austin. No We're not sponsored by Crocs, don't worry. Um, yeah. This record was a shocker. The more, and I didn't tell you guys this at all, but the more, the, after we went, after we reviewed this record on earlier this year, it made me respect him more because he's not uh, when I when he first came out, I thought he was just like some rapper who was like, oh, he's another one of them kind of guys. But no, this had a lot of instrumentation on it. This was like a, you know, this was a, almost I would say dare say a rock record to an extent. Like, I mean, it had some really good rhythmic, rhythmic patterns, guitars in there, like some acoustic guitars in there. And 
I work for a top 40 radio station. We were playing a lot of the songs off this record on our top 40 radio station, kind of exposing people to more guitar, not fully like metal or hard rock or, or rock records necessarily, but giving people to listen to more guitar driven music, which whether it be acoustic or electric, that's up to you. But I think this was a really good take on a record that I really enjoyed quite a bit. And I think Posty actually did a good job with it, truthfully. So that's my number five is Post Malone's Austin. Great album. Really great. But it's not my number one. I'll get to that in a second. But um, I know that it was, it was in Kaz on I mentioned. I know Mike hates this group, but Blink-182, one more time. Mm-hmm. One more time has grown on me a lot. The more we listen to it, the more I get used to these songs, the more we get used to these tracks. Blink-182's One More Time for me is it's Blink reforming to what they were, but in a newer era of the band. You know, We talk about Mark Hoppus, Tom DeLonge, and Travis Barker being back once again. I think they're back for the long haul. I think that this was a good reintroduction to a great band. Um, and, and I know there's someone on the show who just is going to like rip me apart for that. But uh, Mike, <laughs> but no, but regardless though, like I, this is an album that I actually really have come to enjoy more as time goes on. I, I know when we did our initial stream, like the, like when we go on a Wikipedia page, like you see like the blue highlighted, like t- the tracks and stuff like that. I've learned to enjoy more tracks off the record more than just those blue highlighted tracks. And I've added some more, some of those songs into more playlists that I have for like, it's a really good record overall. It is my number four for the year. Uh, Blink 182s one more time. And plus I keep hearing them on Sirius XM's the pulse, for whatever reason, like I hear like the title track and I cut one of the two other songs on the pulse, for whatever reason, pulse, you're doing a great job out there. Keep it up. Um, Mike brought this one up too. And I, I'm surprised he actually said it to begin with, but the Foo Fighters, uh, um, mm-hmm. That was a really good record, but here we are. Uh, that was a really, really. I mean, you're coming. You're talking about a band that really just like was devastatedly and lost, and really, really like just terribly hit by the loss of their drummer Taylor Hawkins. But the Foo Fighters, you know, they they, they currently they don't have a drummer in the band, but they do have that touring drummer. I forget the guy's name. Can someone help me out with that for a sec? What's his name? Um, isn't it Josh Freeze? Yeah, Josh Freeze. Thank you. Yeah. He, and he's, I mean, I'm seeing them next year when they come to City Field in Queens. Um, I'm, I'm super excited to see them live again. My friend Bill has never seen them. So we're going to go from our other show, Mixed Bag. Uh, we are going to see the Foo Fighters next year. But, he, but, but here we are, man. That's, but here we are. I mean, for lack of a better word, this is a really solid record. The Glass was a great track. I mean, like the, the teacher, I mean, even though it was like 11 minutes long, it still like held up a little bit over more of a time. Really emotional writing, really emotional songwriting and storytelling from Dave Grohl. Um, you know, being coming from Nirvana and losing Kurt Cobain and then going from the Foo Fighters and losing Tyler Hawkins. The guy's been through a lot, but he really does pour his heart and energy into his art and his work, which is the Foo Fighters. And that's, I think his, honestly, I think that's his, like his, his baby really in a sense. And that he, he loves making music and he put out this incredible record that really has really resonated with me at least. Well, I mean, and We've said this before. We'll say it again. They're, they're to me. They're not really an album record, an album artist. Like they, they. If you give me like the Foo Fighters' greatest hits, I'm the happiest man alive. But if you give me, if you give me like one by one, or there's a, or color in the shape, you know, you could pick and choose a lot of the good, really good songs off there. But as an album, they're not really that full. But this one was was something special, and I really appreciate Dave Grohl for putting out a product that was just that really, uh, what we needed as Foo Fighters fans. So that's the back lack of a better word. This my okay, so that's my number three. My number two might surprise both of you, but I mean, as someone who appreciates, we don't really talk about it much on career retrospectives. But my biggest bread and butter with music lately has been older artists releasing newer music. I mean, and but 
I mean, like some of my artists, my, my, my guys, like, you know, like Brian Adams put out a record like last year. It was great. So happy it hurts. But and I'm a big fan of like when older classic rock artists put out new records. This might be as a complete shocker, but the Rolling Stones, they put out an album called Hackney Diamonds. I yeah, was and just to interrupt. Uh, that actually yeah. was on a lot of top lists, actually. Surprisingly I enough, I saw that there and I. I had never listened to it yet, so I, I can't speak yeah. on it. Um, I need to yeah, come I mean, back I mean, or anything. You know, yeah. Okay. So I'm actually, I'm actually looking forward to checking this one out. And uh, you know, like, like yeah. I've, I've never been um the biggest fan of the Rolling Stones, but I've obviously loved all their 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 hits. I've just never been yeah. an albums guy, and uh, I actually do yeah. want to listen to some albums. Well, you're I've gonna go see them next year with their, me, Mike. So I've always liked their original yeah. output, but past past that. Not much for me, so I don't. I don't know what they sound like in twenty twenty three. I mean, they they went through closer to that, or if it's more like their late seventies and eighties output. There is a feature on here from Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. There's Lady Gaga on here, believe it or not. And but I mean, when I tell you that there's, I mean, I know this is why I wanted to bring it up because when I first listened to it, I was all right, whatever. It's a new Rolling Stones record. (laughs) Their first in eighteen years, mind you, of new material. I was my first thought was this is gonna suck. They're just doing a cash grab. They're doing, you know, whatever. But when I heard that first single, Angry, I was like, all right, Jagger's 80 years old, but he still sounds pretty good, truthfully. Keith Richards just turned 80 on December 18th, and he's still playing guitar left and right. And I was really surprised by how well they put out an album. Uh, even, like, metal critics, like, I mean, I don't, we, we never talk about it, but Eddie Trunk reviewed the record. He's like, "This is it's amazing how the Rolling Stones could put out a new album and have it be, like, just that re-listenable. Um, I've listened to this probably at least four or five times. It's probably like a 40 minute record, maybe four or five, maybe even six times. I might stream it tonight before I go out. But I mean, I was just kind of like taken back by the, the Rolling Stones putting out a new album this late in their 60 years after they formed. I mean, come on. You would think, oh, they're just going to play Miss You. They're going to play Satisfaction, Sympathy for the Devil. They're going to play Beast of Burden, whatever. But I have to tell you, I really hope that I hear at least two or three songs of this record live. I really and Paul McCartney's featured as a vocalist on one of the songs. Ringo starts drumming, and this is also coming off of the fact that Charlie Watts, their original Dumber, died in twenty twenty one. So mm. and they had like leftover drum tracks ready to go for him, and that he he left for the songs. Bill Wyman, the original bassist, is here too on this record. It's a really, I was really surprised by the Rolling Stones, but it was not my number one. It's not my number one this year for a reason, and that's because back in March we had. Uh, uh, a band that I was, I've really come to adore and respect even more than I already do. Um, hopefully, I see them late next year when they come into town. I got to get tickets for it. But Fallout Boy, oh, man, I know. I, I the, when I first said this is my number one, I was like, wow, I was surprised. So much for Stardust. I did not expect that. Wow, that's a. I know. I I didn't expect it either because, but I didn't listen to that many new records this year. So I just said, hmm, what's out of the five or six, maybe seven that I've listened to this year, what's my top uh, out of the ones that I really enjoyed this year? I mean, you know, Metallica notwithstanding and whatnot. But like, but the fact that Fall Out Boy can put out in 2023 a pop punk record that sounds with really good tracks on it, you know, we have like this. So, and um, the title track was okay, but like, um, what was it the uh, uh um love from the other side i listened to the other day i'm like this just sounds so good it was so guitar driven and coming off of mania which colin and i did a career retrospective on back in like april or may of last year we talked about that record and we just said nope nope no nope. that was a very mixed bag record not the best coming off of that and going into fall Out boys so much for stardust listen you want to talk about a band releasing pop punk 
to a T even more. This this album got me excited for future releases by other bands in the genre. Like Green Day Saviors is coming out next year. We got we got to review that, of course. But like, and even like, um, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Weezer puts out a new album too. Like in, in that whole vein of like pop punk and alternative rock, that whole like little like cup of like artists. This got me more excited to go see them live as well. And because I haven't seen them live yet, that's shame on my part. But I really, I was, man, Pete Wentz's vocals and Patrick Stump and these guys are like, these uh, taken back, truthfully, taken back by Fall Out Boy so much for Stardust. I was really in shock. I actually forgot this came out and then I re listened to it again because, oh, that's right, that came out this year. And I listened to it, like, number one, hands down. So my number one for 2023. Like I said, I didn't I didn't listen to a lot of records this year but by new artists, but when we did, some of them really didn't hit well. This some this one really hit really well for me personally, and I really hope to hear. I can't wait to see not just hear but see the material live when I go see them live uh, in March of next year when they hit the area uh, that we are in. Um, but I'm just really taken back. This is a really solid number one record for me. And I, the more I thought about it, I said, you know, what? and the more I listened to it, I'm like, this is actually something really special. And something I really enjoyed quite a bit. I mean, not everyone did, and that's okay. I mean, you're listening to two people who didn't quite enjoy it as much as I do, or Kyle enjoyed it more than Mike, whatever, or vice versa, whatever. But I have to say, this one really took me by surprise that this is my number one of 2023. That Fall Boys, so much for Stardust, is like just, I was in shock. And the, the fact that, again, I work for a top 40 radio station. They were playing the singles, Heartbreak Feels So Good, and um, Love From The Other Side on top 40. <laughs> kind of putting like guitar driven music on top 40 stations because hey it's a new fallout boy single let's play it anyways and sure enough they were playing it and i was really happy that they did because you're exposing kids and other people to more guitar driven now, i'm not saying rock is you know dead or alive or what i'm just saying you're exposing people to more guitar driven music and i think that's a really good thing personally for me but fall boys so much for Stardust is my number one of the year 2000 yeah, I, I was really hoping this one was going to make my top of the year um mm. but for me i feel like i liked it less over time i had okay. like a weird like roller coaster effect with this one okay. at first i wasn't too into it yeah and i really liked it and then now i'm just kind of like lukewarm on it yeah we're like the good songs on this don't get me wrong some of my favorite songs of the year came from this like yeah love from the other side what a time to be alive uh yep. hold me like a grudge oh yeah excellent Excellent songs. I'd put it up there in like the top tier of their entire catalog. But it had, yeah, just, and you know, for me, and, so many songs. I was just like, oh, like a lot of was um, heartbreak feels so good. Like they threw a lot of like na nas and stuff here and there, and just, uh. yeah. And you know, I, I get a pass because I'm old, but I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in you too. No one, no SZA. No Drake, no little, no little uh, Yachty. Know. You know, you guys, you guys really disappoint me. You know, I can't believe you don't have any of these in your top uh, five. I mean, even top three. I mean, you, I mean, you really let me down. And uh, I'm hoping next year you guys can really like lower. I mean, raise that bar up and go get yourself some of those kinds of real hard hitting tracks. So one, I get a pass once again. I'm old. One band, new talking about new artists, really quick. One band I I want to give a shout out to. They're not big Sleep at token. all. They're new, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> they're not new, but they were pretty close to hitting <clears throat> the top five. I'm sorry, they are new. Um, they're called the Hanging Judge. Mike, I think I sent you a song of theirs earlier in the year when the album came out. 
they're like a yeah. uh, punk band leaning a little more into like the almost a hardcore sound but not quite really solid record uh if you like punk if you like uh you know traditional punk almost hardcore give them a listen uh self-titled album incredible such a good listen come back to it very frequently they're not big at all the albums on spotify i think you probably find on youtube too but check it out good to know i might have to check that out at one point um anything else guys before we wrap it up Nope. Yeah, man. Hey, this is it, man. We're done. This has been it, guys. This is our last one of 2023. Um, it is a been a pleasure doing business with you all, sharing sharing our love of music, uh, regardless of whatever genre it is. Uh, and with you guys, the listeners, I want to thank you all for watching, listening. However, you enjoyed us tonight. Um, please sound off, reach for us on social media, and I want to thank Kyle and Mike for another great year. Of career yeah. perspectives right here on these these two I I don't shed this, I don't really shed this light enough but these two are extremely knowledgeable on music it's two of the best I know and they know what they're doing and I applaud them sincerely so thank you both yeah man and insert do. like uh, confetti poppers in post you know <laughs> I don't have any I don't have any here due to uh, you know unforeseen. Go. I got you covered Mike yeah 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 wow Kyle that was Kyle's got his that's just our budget is really, really high. So I, mean, I pay for us to go live on Zoom, but that's besides the point, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but regardless, though, I want to thank the two of them for doing another year with me. So there's not going to be new episodes for the rest of the year. We'll, we'll see you guys next year in the year 2024. Uh, thank you, J- JG. Thank you. Thank yes. you. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I appreciate well done. that. Um, well done. And, and I, I just want to say something really quick. I want to thank Kyle starting this off with me back in like was it was it january of 2022 i forget already maybe it was it 20 was it, it was either 2021 it was either december of 21 or january of 22 i don't remember because I, I the whole reason why we really quick the whole reason why we came out the show in the first place was because i wanted to have um um i wanted to have kyle uh i wanted to talk about music with some friends of mine but i wasn't sure how to exactly do it and i said hey you know who can I talk to about Green Day's 21st Century Breakdown? Oh, Kyle Quersha. Of course. It's his favorite album of all time, so why not? And we shed some light on that, and then it just led to what I was talking about, music and albums, and then we just started new releases, and then it evolved to what it is today. So I want to thank him for coming on and doing this always as well. And Mike later joined the picture too, which is great. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, but that's going to do it for us, guys. Hopefully you had a wonderful 2023 as much as we did, and hopefully all is well with you in the world. And Happy New Year, of course, to all of our listeners out there. So... Thank you so much. So for, for all of your career retrospectives, look forward to more in the new year. Well, so everyone, so stay safe, take care, and happy new year from all.